Good morning, my friends. It's your friend Dan, somewhere in Boblimtok, running from coyote chiefs, just like you. It's your friend, stuck in Boblimtok, running from wolves, covered in armor, carrying machine guns, filled with bullshit. Yeah, it's a good morning, I guess. It's that autumn time. Depending upon your perspective, it could be on natural, and some of it could be brought to you by Raytheon, and I just don't even want to think about it. You know what? I'm not going to control it. I'm not going to change it. The only thing that warms my cudgels, the only thing that massages my nether region, the only thing that makes me happy is knowing not only is it inherent to every government to self-destruct, but really, when it comes to this particular system, it's going to self-destruct. You don't have to do a damn thing. I mean, if you were some boogaloo freak and you wanted to go out and start doing stuff, sure, you could hasten on the inevitable. But in many ways, the best play is just to wait. Because the system is destroying itself as we speak. So, first topic, though. And we're going to talk about this first topic, even though I want you to categorize it as imaginary. Because I don't believe the government has the ability to do any of the currently freaky-deaky things that the Biden administration is threatening. They're not going to track all your money. They're not going to throw you in a FEMA camp. They're not going to do all those things. I don't even think they're going to try to force vaccinations because forcing vaccinations would be probably impossible. Now, of course, they're already coercing you into it, but that's just, you know, that's something else, isn't it? So the topic is, what do you do if someone comes to your door and wants to force a vaccination on you or your kids? Well, here's my question. If a rapist comes to your home and tries to rape your kid and there's a knife or a rock or a large encyclopedia or if you're really retro, a freaking phone book, if you have anything with any kinetic velocity or edge nearby, what would you do? Would you let the rapist rape your kid or would you put a stop to it if you could? 
And I'm not saying you can succeed. Newsflash. In this life, people fight and people die. Everybody inevitably dies. So if your question is, well, Dan, what if I can't win? Well, you'll never know if you don't try. Just like so many people that accepted the vaccination, you would never have known what would have happened if you'd said no. Maybe other people that worked with you would have said no. But if you got the vaccination, and eh, you don't get to do that any longer, do you? You're already through. You already crossed the Rubicon, as they say in good old Rome. You're done. But someone comes to your home to rape you, to rape your kids, to rape somebody you love. Don't think about the specifics of the rape. That's getting into the dialectic of rapists. They love it when you get obsessed about that stuff. My point is, someone wants to physically assault your kid. Someone wants to physically assault the person you love. Someone wants to physically assault you. What do you do? Do you let them do it? That's fine. Many people will choose that. And as Solzhenitsyn remarks in his own writings, that's a great tragedy because just a little bit of effort might have, all, might have been all that was needed to force back the secret police. Just a few neighbors with axe handles, a few neighbors with a pipe, maybe a pillowcase filled with D-cell batteries. That's right, maybe, maybe a pillowcase filled with D-cell batteries. Now, Soltz and Neatson never said that. But he did mention the axe handles. Someone comes to rape your kid, physically assault your kid. Someone comes to physically assault you. I don't believe the government's going to do this nonsense. But if they do, you have a choice. To act like a person with dignity or be a wretched slave. And this might be the last time you get this choice. That's my answer to the, what do you do if they try to force a vaccination on your kid? What do you do if they try to force a vaccination on you? You know what really pisses me off? If the government started going around actually house to house with some random injection and started injecting dogs, and it's irrelevant whether the dog started dying or not, I'm pretty certain people would be more angry than forcing vaccinations on their kids. That's how far down that road you are. That is your location. It's not Germany 1933. It is Berlin 1945. Wake up. A lot of people out there are talking like they're the Jews. This particular person on social media today... I don't really, I blocked her immediately. Usually when I see that wretched account, I block it immediately. But she said, oh, I can't believe whatever people say it can't happen here. Let me read the quote specifically because it's in the notes. 
Everyone says it can't happen here until it does. You fucking dumb bitch. This has already happened here many, many fucking times. If you're an American citizen, if you're a, a legal or illegal resident living in the United States in 2021, you are not like the Jews of Nazi Germany. You're not. You, there's a lot of this shit going around like it's, it's going to be like the Holocaust. No, we taught the Germans most of the good fucking techniques ourselves a hundred years ago. No. A lot of people going around talking like that. People saying it can't happen here. You know, I wish the ghosts that were murdered at Wounded Knee shot the shreds by multi-barreled 37 millimeter cannon. You know, and I think it was 1893, Boblim talk. So it was a little bit before the Holocaust, wasn't it? I wish that they could come back and visit these dumb motherfuckers and explain to them it already happened. It happened a lot. If the Nazis had won the war, question, pop quiz, if the Nazis had won the war, do you really think you would know much about the Holocaust? Now, this is a trick question because there's an intelligent answer to this question. Do you think if the Nazis had won, a war, won the war, if they'd won World War II, that you would have the details of the Holocaust? Do you? I mean, they kept it a secret, in a sense, from their own people. They had all kinds of lies about going to Madagascar and all kinds of wretched propaganda bullshit that, given the stupid fucking shit most Americans believe right now about the COVID monkey herpes, it doesn't surprise me that the Germans did the little delusional thing in their head and said, yeah, the Jews are going to Madagascar. But they didn't go there, did they? Neither did the gypsies, neither did the gay people, neither did the anarchists, by the way, who more or less got rounded up pretty fucking quick early on by the Nazis. They didn't go to Madagascar, but a lot of Americans would believe that today. That is the only fucking thing we have in common with them, but that's because we've been doing this mindfuck bullshit since the 19th century. Pick up a newspaper. Pick up a fucking newspaper in New York City in the 1840s. And, and, and they'll have a little story about the frontier. A little story about the wretched engine. About that terrible savage. That savage raping our white women. You'll read a little story. It'll be lurid, just lurid enough. But it's the 1840s. It's not now. Look at any of the propaganda developed by the United States government during World War II targeted against the Japanese, and then look at the same propaganda targeted against, targeted against the Germans. I'll let you on a little secret. Here's a spoiler alert. Pretty much all the anti-Japanese government-funded propaganda of World War II was racist as fuck. Okay? Incredibly racist. Uh, every time you saw a Japanese soldier in the jungle, they looked like a monkey. Tell me again, really brilliant, you know, properly supported by the wretched social media... Like I said, we're already late in the game. 
Tell me again how it can't happen here. You dumb person, it already fucking did. Tell somebody who knows the history of Tuskegee that it can't happen here. Tell someone that knows the history of how Native Americans were treated on reservations up until the 1970s. It can't happen here. Tell the Marshall Islanders. Hey, Marshall Islanders. We want to test an H-bomb. We think we know the math. Oh shit, we're off by a factor of 10. Some of you are going to die. But what's more fun is your villages will be destroyed. And then decades later, after we've already given you a sideways fuck you, Marshall Islanders, we're going to take all that gumptus and all that radiological waste and all that grabonzonite and we're going to put it in a hole barely above sea level and cover it with a shitty ass hobo redneck concrete top and then say fuck you. Please, libertarian blonde chick, Say again that you're worried about people saying it can't happen here. You're already mind-fucking people. Maybe you're mind-fucking people because you're stupid. Maybe you're mind-fucking people because you get paid to. But you're definitely mind-fucked yourself. It already happened, dear. You're not the Jew. You're not the gypsy. And by the way, if you're gay in America in 2021, you're not the same as the gay people in Nazi Germany. If you're trans in America in 2021, you're not remotely in the same class as the first people that visited, visited the concentration camps. Another historical factoid. There were concentration camps before the death camps. Officially, the death camps didn't exist until after Vonsi, the Vonsi Conference, 1942 42 Boblimtok. For 10 years before that, they were tossing people in concentration camps. And, you know, often they got killed or they just starved to death. Anarchists, yeah, communists, although many of them simply became Nazis because, hey, not a big trip. Not, not a long trip. Yeah, anarchists, gay people, gypsies, political dissidents, you name it of all sorts. They were being tossed in camps along with Jews, but they were being tossed in camps from the beginning. If you're a gay person in America in 2021, you're not like the gay people of Nazi Germany. If you're a Jewish person in America in 2021, you're not like the Jewish people of the 1930s. Get the fuck over yourself. The closest analogy to make you feel all warm is you're like that philosopher, Martin Heidegger, digging trenches, manning the Pouncerfaust against the Red Army in 1945. That is way more who you are, who I am, who all of us are. This is not Germany 1933. This is Berlin 1945. And yeah, Wretched shit happened in Berlin in 1945. But no one's going to invade us. No one's coming to save you. There are no allied forces on the way. The United States is, in my opinion, the first truly global empire, the first truly all-inclusive global economic empire in the history of the world. And it is crashing. That's reality. But that's scarier. This is what's so funny about these bullshit libertarians and fuck. 
They are willing to embrace this retro, out-of-sync, historical A-causality, this kind of like, oh no, the camps are coming. They're willing to embrace this in part because the truth for them is scarier. The truth is way, way, way fucking worse. At Wounded Knee, the United States Cavalry, Cavalry, <clears throat> the United States military at Wounded Knee used multi-barreled 37mm Hotchkiss cannons. Okay? If you think Wounded Knee was the only Wounded Knee, you're not thinking very deeply. Why did I ask that question? Do you think if the Nazis had won the war, they would have told the truth about the Holocaust? What do you think? If the Nazis had won, would they have told the truth? Well, if they were smart, they would have done what we did. They would have decades later told a tiny bit of truth and then buried it in lies. That's what they would have done if they had been really smart, if Goebbels had been like, you know, A team versus B team. But they weren't actually as smart as us. But the point is, if the Nazis had won the war, they would have said nothing or they would have done what we did. They would have admitted to the things that get found and then say, well, the, oh, wounded knee, wounded knee, wounded knee was a rare incident against Native Americans. Rare. Brothers and sisters, if America had the fucking courage, and I mean it, if we had the courage to do it, we could spread out across this country and probably find thousands of wounded knees, if we had the courage. Well, some of them would just be 20 or 30 Native Americans, you know, killed here, a bunch of bones buried. Some would be hundreds. A few would be worse, but we'd probably find a bunch of them. It, it's not just the government lying that keeps it hidden. It's the desire on the part of a lot of Americans. And, and I, I got to quote somebody who, you know, I think of as a good person, a Christian. And, and I quote, I don't want to know. That was the answer given to me about something. I don't want to know. A lot of Americans don't want to know. They don't want to know the truth about 9-11. They don't want to know the truth about the monkey herpes. They don't want to know. I get it. But stop with the bullshit of people saying it can't happen here because you're presupposing it didn't or it hasn't already. And I'm sorry. Tell the people, tell the mom and dad in the 1970s, 80s, and 90s, living in Cambodia, living in Vietnam, starting a family. Tell them about their kid that has a cleft palate. Tell them about their kid that was born with one arm and one leg. Tell that family whose entire community was polluted by crap. The United States, the it can't happen here, it didn't happen yet bullshit. Tell them about how people are saying it can't happen here. Believe me, they'll explain to you, it already fucking happened. There's depleted uranium. Pulverized, spooled, dustified, depleted uranium all over the fucking Middle East. Big, big portion of it comes from, well, mainly the United fucking States. People will have kids with birth defects in Iraq, in Syria, all over that area for the next 20, 30, 40, 50 years 
they'll keep having birth defects. Please talk about how you're enraged or confused about how people say it can't happen here. I love it. I love it. It's a mind fuck. It's a gaslight. Dumb fucking bitch. You missed the party. Now go dig your fucking trench with Heidegger. Yeah, I'm tired of it. I mean, I guess I'm I'm singling out this particular popular, um, you know, social media libertarian phenomena, but I'll single out Alex Jones as well. Listen, this is the FEMA camp thing. Please listen to what I'm saying. If there is a FEMA camp, they did it by keeping you at home. The message of the PSYOP has been clear. Stay home. Stay home, don't do anything, don't talk to anybody, and did we say fucking stay home? That sounds like house arrest. In the form of a mind fuck. That's the FEMA camp that Alex Jones was talking about. The body bags! Well, I mean, you remember the story about the Spanish woman who was eaten by her cats? The, the body bags will just be garbage bags, you dumb motherfuckers. There, there will be no special caskets. Are you fucking kidding me? You're just going to get dumped. But again, in your head, in the it can't happen here, you can postulate a futuristic Soviet Casablanca sexy style Nazi adventure. But we already had that shit. We already did the sexy Nazi adventure all over Southeast Asia, much of Korea, much of the fucking world, the total fucking Latin America. We did our spoogy, greasy, CIA, drug deal, Nazi motherfucker, school of the Americas, teach you how to torture fucking nuns in El Salvador. Bullshit. Did there, done that, dumb fuck. If you're saying it can't happen here in any context, you're a fucking moron. Fucking moron. Yeah, the FEMA camp exists. It's just that it turns out to be a cognitive prison. And if you buy into that bullshit, you're trapped. Here's what I'm telling you, and I believe this is 100% true, and this is why you probably don't need to worry about medical rape, and this is probably why you don't need to worry about chips or robots spying on you everywhere. The system's broke. The system is in chaos. They want you to believe they're strong. Whenever I've met people in my life that go around talking about, oh, look at my degree, look at my credentials. I've been a libertarian since I don't give a fuck. When people go around saying shit like that, it's usually to transmit the fact that in reality, what they're really saying is that they're weak. They're insecure. They're incapable. The government is doing everything right now to convince you. It's a 900-foot-tall giant. And if it is a giant, what I'm saying to you is it's filled with hot air. That's it. The FEMA camps are in your head.
I had another fear monger story pop up on my radar this week. A couple of them for the last few weeks for this whole China versus Taiwan, World War Three, U.S. versus Russia, or the, you know, they're going to mobilize the National Guard to make you get vaccinations. Here's the thing, guys. If I'm right about where we're at, that it's Berlin 1945, you got to be careful about mobilization. You have to be really fucking careful about who you hand guns to. At this point, if our government started mobilizing the National Guard, given the level of mind-fucking, given the level of just psyop bullshit, you can't be, you really can't be too sure where they're going to point those fucking guns. You can't. Anybody who tells you you can has never served. I have. I haven't served in combat, but I served enough to know that if you think you can predict what's going to happen in that scenario, again... You're a moron. I'm sorry. I have no diplomacy for people who are killing themselves and could do otherwise. You could make other choices. You could escape your cognitive trap. But instead, you want to focus on dead ends, like crypto, and fantasies, like FEMA camps. You are in a FEMA camp. You are in a slave camp, especially if you're mining crypto. It's in your head. And the only way to escape it is to let it go. I'll make a bold prediction. If the Chinese mobilized to attack Taiwan, Taiwan would win. It's not because I think the Taiwanese army is so big. That's not the frickin' issue. If you know anything about the history of World War II, um, you may or may not know that the Soviet military, just prior to World War II, tried to invade and take over Finland. Did you know that? Did you know they actually tried to take over the whole country? But they failed. Finland didn't have a big army. Finland wasn't this huge powerhouse. Like I said, the Finnish didn't have the most stellar army, all the most fantastic equipment. But they did have people who understood their terrain, and they did have people who actually had something to die for. The Soviets that invaded Finland were like a slave army. And you have to understand, during the purges of the 30s, one of the first groups of people to be heavily targeted by the Soviets, ding, 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 was the officer corps. Boy. Meditate on what's happened to the officer corps in the last 20, 30 years. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah, the first group they went after was the officer corps, and they killed about 40,000 officers by the time they were done. I think they started with Marshal Tukashevsky, a military genius they could not afford to lose. But again, Stalin wasn't about what you think he was about. <laughs> and you don't know who he worked for. You think he worked for communism, you're fucking crazy. He worked for the banks, just like a lot of you motherfuckers. The Soviets invaded Finland, and they were pushed back. They had, you know, they had, I think, even T-34 tanks at that time. They had some more modern equipment. They had submachine guns. They had all kinds of shit, but their morale was, was basically crap. Their morale was crap. And the other problem is this. Finland was a neighbor, is a neighbor to Russia. 
I don't know that Russians want to go around harming their neighbors in any particular way. I think commies do, but commies don't have neighbors. They simply have an exit pending from a helicopter. So for those of you out there who say, oh, Dan, why would, why would the Chinese invasion of Taiwan fail? Because if you're going off the basis of just numbers, you're going to miss the boat. I don't believe the Chinese military is as high-tech as the CIA is telling us just because the CIA has done this before. The CIA has fed us shit before in all of its forms because, listen, the CIA sometimes publishes through popular mechanics, nature. Believe me, the CIA has lots of journalists who push their bullshit. I truly do not believe the Chinese have any of the super weapons that the CIA is amping up. Because back in the 60s, they did the same fucking thing, and it was a fucking wretched lie. We know that. We should have known that then. We know that as a matter of historical record now. We should have fucking known that then, and we probably could have, if not for the CIA. Isn't it ironic that the agency keeping us from intelligence was, you know the Central Intelligence Agency. So if the Chinese invade Taiwan, which I don't think is going to happen, I don't, I think all those games are going to be off pretty soon. I think something else is going on. But if the Chinese did something like that, I think the Chinese would be defeated. And also, the Chinese government would be taking the risk of, a, of pushing a society that was tilting towards civil war in 2019 and pushing it all the way over. Because after all the COVID nonsense and all the lockdown crap and the welding doors closed crap, I'd be willing to wager that despite all the fucking racism that floats around policymakers in Washington, D.C., a few people with a bit of fucking common sense can recognize that every Chinese person is as much a fucking human as you, and everyone has their fucking breaking point. In the last 200 years, China, what we call China in our racist way, has spent most of that time, at least 60 to 70% of that time, in chaos. The last period, the Cultural Revolution... Mao Zedong had to hide underground. So if you're going to tell me things like, well, they're so unified and they're all... No, 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 dude, that's the banker talking. Well, they're, they got super weapons. They got the hype. No, 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 no. They, the railgun hypersonic shit, that's the CIA talking, you fuck. And the same thing applies to the National Guard being mobilized to force you to take an injection. It's a great campaign of fear, but there is nothing about it based in logic. Nothing. They're not going to do it. If they do it, they would be taking the risk that some colonel, some general, somebody in the Guard and the Reserves would get a little idea in their head. And you know what happens next. You know, that is what happens in a banana republic, by the way. And that probably could be the final stage for us. I don't think so. I think we probably end up, you know, in our own way, going out the way the Nazis did, or at least that's what's going to happen to the power class in Washington, D.C. And good riddance, good riddance to all of them, good riddance to those 
evil, evil people. Because even if all they've been doing is mental fucking, it's, it's, yeah. People have killed themselves because of these lies. People's worlds have been destroyed, businesses completely obliterated. So if you say to yourself, well, Dan, if it's just a psyop, what's the big deal? No, 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 no. No, don't you go there. Don't you go there. I, I, don't, I don't really know of any confirmed COVID bullshit, but I know of people who've killed themselves. So please, don't fucking go there. It was just a psyop. Huh. No. I'd like to read a news article, if that's okay with you. This news article comes from the Seattle Times. It was published on April the 14th of 2020 in the, you know, the date and age of Bob Limpdock. It was published at 8.23 p.m. And the author of the article is Ryan Blethen, and this is from the Seattle Times. And the link is in the notes. Haley Seymour's son was only six days old. Haley Seymour's son was only six years old. When he had open, open heart surgery, when he had open heart surgery at Seattle Children's Hospital on October the 1st, a month later, he was fighting for his life as mold infected his heart. The venerated hospital has been struggling to contain Aspergillus mold for nearly two decades. On Monday, the Seymours became the latest family to file a lawsuit over it. The baby's procedure didn't have to happen right away, Seymour said, and it didn't have to happen at Children's. If the family had known about the history of mold at the hospital, they wouldn't have had his initial, initial surgery there, she said. But according to their negligence suit, no one from Children's told them about that history. Wow, how surprising. In the spring of 2019, Children's closed its operating rooms after a spate of Aspergillus infections it attributed to small gaps in the walls of the operating rooms and in the array of air filters that serve them. After ORs began reopening July the 4th, air testing didn't, te didn't detect the mold. The hospital's chief medical officer said at the time that the risk to patients was incredibly low. The monitoring the hospital had been doing since then went beyond what's required by law. But according, and again, folks, you need to meditate on what's required by law if you're one of these happy, shiny voter fuckers. Anyways, the monitoring uh, the hospital had been doing since then went beyond what's required by law. But according to an investigation by the state's Department of Health, that monitoring still failed to detect Aspergillus in the hospital's operating rooms for more than a month after Seymour's baby's October 1st surgery. The health department's investigation, the health department's investigation showed that the hospital's infection prevention department wanted to restrict high-risk surgeries to operating rooms with high-efficiency particulate air or HEPA filters. 
In September, the chief medical officer and chief surgeon decided to open the other operating rooms to heart cases, the report shows, with the chief executive agreeing. That's about money, brothers and sisters. This is about your COVID heroes I'm reading here, okay? That decision was based on negative air samples. Wow. Statistical analysis and space and staffing considerations that could affect patient safety. Well, that's lawyers speak for whatever the fuck, according to the report. The report says operating room number 11, where the Seymour baby had his procedure, did not have a HEPA filter. The state report cited a baby infected after open-heart surgery, but it didn't name him. Seymour and her lawyer, Sim Osborne, identified the baby as the Seymours. On Halloween, 12 days after Seymour's son came home from Children's, his oxygen dropped and he brought and she brought him to Madigan Army Medical Center. Six days later, he was transferred to Seattle Children's, where he had another surgery. A blood test November the 7th showed that the mold had infected the baby's original surgical site. That day, hospital staff collected air samples, and the results came back positive for Aspergillus three days later, Department of Health found. Children's then, once again, closed its ORs. Department of Health spent portions of six days at Children's in November and December and didn't cite the hospital for any violations. When asked about the Seymour's lawsuit filed Monday in King County Superior Court, Seattle Children's referred to a page on its website explaining what has been done to the Aspergillus problem. Wow, I bet that's helpful. The hospital's troubles with the mold date back to 2001. Children's officials have confirmed 14 Aspergillus infections, including six patient deaths since then, citing problems with the air filtration system serving its operating rooms. A lawsuit filed in December in King County Superior Court on behalf of four children or their estates seeks class action status for patients who were sickened by Aspergillus at Children's between 2005 and 2017. Sucks to be you if you lost a kid in 2004, right? A fifth patient was added to that complaint in January. The Seymour's baby is still being treated at Children's, but now, amid a coronavirus pandemic, only one family member at a time is allowed to be with him at the hospital. Wow, that there are levels of, of mind fuckery here. So they can, can more easily take turns. The Seymour family has moved from their home in Roy to an apartment near Children's. The baby has had respiratory and heart failure and is in need of another surgery. He could be in the hospital past his first birthday in September, Seymour said. No one at the hospital can tell me when he will leave and be with his family, Seymour said Tuesday, and that is utterly heartbreaking to deal with as a mother. That article was written by Ryan Blethen, who in all likelihood will write a COVID is real or kind of real article tomorrow or the next day, who knows. Why did I read that article? Because a lot of people out there um, are looking at COVID-19 like it's something special. But prior to COVID, prior to 2020, and it wasn't just Aspergillus. It was MRSA. It was random viruses. All kinds of people died in hospitals prior to 2020. And it was all preventable. But for the most part, nobody cared. 
The great thing about the COVID pandemic for hospitals is it allows them to take things like this in the future. And this is what they've been doing. They can't really cover up this because it's already known, kind of like wounded knee, right? They can't really cover this up. But anything else that comes down the pike, oh my God, complications, complications due to COVID-19, not MRSA, not you know, some random dangerous hospital-acquired tuberculosis, not some fucking random virus, not fungal, not whatever. It, it was the COVID-19 complication that killed the patient. Hospitals love that. And there are a lot of people out there, it's just, it's just weird. Like, if I said to you, um, okay, somebody got attacked by a shark, Someone was attacked by a shark, a great white shark. Ergo, there's a shark army in the Pacific Ocean waiting for us. It's out there. It has a general. His name is Gorgas. He wants your flesh. There's a shark army. It's out there. It's out there, off the coast, forming brigades. This is what a lot of the COVID-19 is real or kind of real motherfuckers remind me of. Prior to 2020, hundreds of thousands of Americans died in hospitals from preventable, from preventable hospital-acquired infections. If you think Seattle Children's is special, you probably think Wounded Knee is the only place where American cavalry killed Native Americans. Thank you for your naivete. Now go and sit in the fucking corner. You know, go, go dig trenches with Heidegger, really. Uh, tell me how you were a Jew in Germany in the 30s, please. Yeah, that, that, yeah go fuck yourself. There is no secret shark army because people get attacked by sharks. And if you're going to tell me that the likelihood of dying from COVID-19, a virus that apparently is determined to be there by a test that is used incorrectly according to its inventor, who kind of randomly died in 2019. Carrie Mullis, inventor of the PCR test, said you should not use this test the way we're using it. Case closed, mic dropped, right? No, because people are fucking morons. But then they'll say, but Dan, there's a, a 0.00 whatever percent. And it's like, listen, buddy, I worked on a project at, yeah, I think it was the Seattle Cancer Care Alliance where they explicitly wrote algorithms to fuzzify identification of population dynamics below a threshold, which means literally, if you're quoting their numbers, they have algorithms that will make that number look bad or worse, and then they can come back and say, oh, it's HIPAA, it's HIPAA, it's how we have to do the new math, it's HIPAA, it's HIPAA, we're going to fuzzify your results, and so the numbers will make no fucking sense. Tell me again about your tiny percentage. I've worked around these fuckers. They don't get any of those numbers fucking right. And the clinical data repositories like Caradigm Amalga or whatever other shitty system those hospitals have now, believe me, 
You're looking at percentages that are so within the realm of error for these systems, you are looking at pixie dust farts, you stupid fuck. Oh, but Dan... But Dan, it turns out, if you're 85 and have diabetes and stage 4 cancer and a rat in your brain, you get COVID, you might die. Oh my God, a 90-year-old woman who weighed 600 pounds died of COVID. If, if you have anyone you know, a child, a mom, a dad, if you know someone under the age of, let's say, 60, that died in an American hospital in 2020 or 2021, and the hospital said COVID, you need to fucking investigate. Because it's way more freaking likely that the hospital killed your loved one. You need to investigate. They are liars. They aren't good at the math. They need Sharpies to not to basically avoid taking out the wrong organ. Okay? You need to investigate. Or just get fucked. But stop spreading your wretched, stupid fear because you're a coward. Because you didn't have the courage to look deeper. Stop it. Just fucking stop it. Go dig trenches with Heidegger. Yeah, I have people who tell me using these incredibly erroneous statistical measurements that are so within the range of error for these motherfuckers that, well, they'll tell me, Dan, according to this, there's this completely erroneous, ridiculous, low probability of COVID. And then I say, well, listen, are you worried? Oh, I'm worried. I'm worried about my grandma. Okay, well, let me tell you something. According to that number, according to that number, I fucked your grandma. I am your monkey's uncle. According to that number, so tiny and imperfect, you sucked my cock just after I fucked your grandma. Fuck off. If you don't understand statistics and you start quoting percentages that are less than half a percent, especially numbers given to you by the pharmaceutical companies or numbers given to you by the hospital systems, fuck off. You're quoting pixie dust. You're, you're quoting gnat shit. You're quoting something that is basically within the realm of error and it's meaningless to me. And if you want to tell me about your 90-year-old grandma that died of COVID, fine. But if you tell me about your 20-year-old friend that died of COVID and you didn't dig deeper, you didn't find out if the fucking wretched hospital killed your friend, fuck you. Sorry, no compassion. Because you spreading these wretched lies is killing people. What about cancer rates after Fukushima? Oh, don't mention that, Dan. Is anybody altogether worried or scared or concerned about cancer rates after Fukushima on the West Coast? Oh, gee, Dan, don't, don't, yeah. 
It turns out that within a decade is when a big spike of that was supposed to show up, fuck you. Yeah, that's nice within the window of the monkey herpes, isn't it? Fuck you. Fuck you and your monkey herpes bullshit. Fuck you and your cowardness when it came to investigating the death of your friend or your loved one. Fuck you. And if you're going to tell me that you're so upset that people say it can't happen here, look the fucking round, man. Open up your eyes. Become aware. Fuck you. This government has been there and done that dozens and dozens of times. And because they won, they could convince you, oh, it's just that one Aspergillus. It's just that one wounded knee. It's just that one time in the Marshall Islands. We didn't know the fucking math. You know, think on this one for a second. You got the fucking smartest physicists in the world who've been testing nukes for a few years now. And they got the math wrong on the first H-bomb at any we talk. So why are you motherfuckers coming to me with these low-rent, X-gen, millennial, very sub-IQ fuckers who happen to have PhDs? Why are you quoting these fuckers in their numbers, buddy? Okay? The smartest motherfuckers, the inventor of the H-bomb, got it wrong. So stop with your trust the science bullshit. The Marshall Islanders, the Marshall Islanders, the troops on the ships who got cancer, the Marines who marched into Ground Zero uh, during the 1950s above ground tests, they all trusted the fucking science. They all did. So fuck you on that one too, buddy. I love the scientific method, but it's not a religion. And if you say things like trust the science, you sound like an idiot to people who understand the scientific method. Trust the science, fucker. Oh, I don't know. I mean, it's funny. They'll shut down everything because one person died. If, if we followed COVID logic, if we used the COVID reasoning... We would shut down every fucking hospital in this country. The COVID reason is we can't have one of these deaths. Well, listen, hospitals were killing people from bad prescriptions. Hospitals were killing people in surgeries. Hospitals were killing a shitload with hospital-acquired infection that if they actually wanted to fix, they could. If we applied your wretched COVID reasoning for you extremists, the ones who, oh, it's so real, it's so dangerous, you would shut down every hospital. You might go to emergency hospitals, but you would shut them all down because they're shitholes. They're designed to be shitholes. Hospitals are the best places to breed the nastiest little creepy crawlies you can fucking imagine. But no, that didn't happen, did it, though? Did it? I was told by my brother in January of this year that my aunt was dying. She's in a rest home in Washington State, which from my perspective to all that it can't happen here, as if it didn't already happen, fuckers, to all of you, my aunt has been dying since January. I don't know if she's dead yet. I would assume one of my siblings would tell me. But if she's not dead yet, 
That means they've been torturing her to death since January. I mean, I don't know what to say about that. If, if I guess if I had any balls, I would get a truck together and guns and break her out. I'm not sure she wants to be. Maybe she thinks it all makes sense and maybe she's happy. But there are lots of people, in my opinion, who are being tortured to death in rest homes right now. I think in hospitals, a lot of people, especially those that don't have anyone to check on them, are being tortured to death. And you can say, well, oh, Dan, you know, don't give me your excuses. Don't tell me what you think it is. We should all have the courage to find out. There was this bozo on Twitter, Road to Serfdom 3, fucking idiot, talking about arresting local officials. And he's another stupid fuck who spreads the fear around the monkey herpes. This motherfucker thinks the soft underbelly is the dog catcher, the, the local guy who, who hands out parking tickets. I am telling you right now what I believe to be 100% the case. And, and I think this is true. The soft underbelly of the lie, the soft underbelly of the PSYOP is your hospital. If you're a journalist, if you have any courage, you need to go there. Stop with the fucking tracking the BLM Antifa PSYOP. You know, Andy No Clue and... <laughs> All of these other idiots can have you suckered into that. But what you should do, if you actually give a fuck about your freedom, what you should do, if you actually give a fuck about the truth, is investigate your fucking local hospital. Because they're lying. I am certain of that. Every fucking one of them is lying. They have been lying since the beginning. So do you have any courage? Do you have the courage to go there? To take your camera? To go? To maybe even go inside? Do you have the courage to try to interview a doctor or a nurse, to dig deeper? Do you have the courage to get with a researcher who's actually looked at these samples of, I quote, COVID? Do you have the courage? If you don't, do me one fucking favor. Stop spreading the fucking fear. Nobody kills themselves because of Bigfoot. Nobody kills themselves because of aliens. They don't. Not really. I mean, I guess... Hale Bop is the one exception that proves the rule. But that also involved people going on Art Bell talking about the world coming to an end. So there's that. Stop spreading the fucking fear. Stop it. If you are not certain this is what they say it is, then what you're doing is contributing to suicides, small businesses being shut down, and your country, your community, becoming a mental asylum. That is what you're doing if you tell people you're so very fucking certain that somebody you know that died, a 50-year-old man died of COVID. Way more likely the hospital lied to you, okay? Way more likely. But if you don't want to investigate, if you don't have the courage to look into it, fine, fuck you. Don't bring it up. Don't talk to people over dinner saying, oh, because you disagree, you might have killed my friend, passive-aggressive much. Shut the fuck up! In 2013, in 2013, right after my divorce, I was having dinner with a realtor in Seattle. And I just read a report from a really left-wing organization, a globalist organization from the World Food Program, I just read a report that the printing of money under Bernanke 
was the main reason for instability leading to the Arab Spring, but what was more important, it was a major reason for starvation. That prior to Bernanke, that person that lived on a dollar a day now needed to live on 20 bucks a day. I told this realtor over Italian food that all the money that was printed to keep her afloat was starving people. And she looked at me and said, I don't know those people. I don't care. Hello, weirdo who gets so fucking shocked when someone says it can't happen here. Stupid fucks it already did. That's the kind of wretched shit Nazis would say. That's the kind of rationalization bullshit. If millions of people are going to starve tonight, thank fucking God you get to flip your shitty fucking bungalow for a million bucks. Good for you. But don't tell me you're the Jew or the gypsy. Don't tell me you're the persecuted. Don't tell me that all of a sudden the Nazis are going to take over. Shut the fuck up. It happened. Been there, done that. This is not Germany, 1933. This is Berlin, April, 1945, you fuck. happen here. It already did. And I agree. People who say things like it can't happen here are idiots, but even greater idiots are people who get upset with that in some unironic way. It already happened. It's been happening to a lot of people. I could tell you a personal story about my dad that served in World War II and some creepy shit I got from my, you know, my mom's friend whose husband was in the CIA. I'm not going to tell you that because I don't even know if that's not a mind fuck. But what I can tell you, if the story I was told about my dad is true, and if I had been told that story, let's say in 1995 and not in 2010 when I was told, I would have never gone in the military. I would have never served. I would have never done it. I, I would have jumped I, it, it, in, in the monopoly game of freedom where you sometimes spend some time with the small government Republicans and you slowly move to Reading Railroad to hang out with the Libertarians, in the monopoly game of, of freedom, I would have skipped all the way. I would have passed go. I would have collected all the money I needed. And I would have ended up in anarchism. If in 1995, that person had given me that information, which she never fully gave to me, never did, talked about it, but never did, yeah, I guess CIA mindfuckery is contagious. But that being said, if I had known that in 95, I would have saved years of my life. I would have avoided cognitive pitfalls. But isn't it funny that the CIA, no matter when or where they are, they always give you the information you need way after you need it. And often it's bullshit. But make sure you're afraid of those Russian and Chinese hypersonics. Make sure you're afraid of the monkey herpes. Make sure you're scared of race wars. Make sure you're scared of commies. But stay at home.
stay at home. Because it turns out you can die just as easily alone at home as you can in a death camp. It really does. It may boggle your mind, but that's actually the case. A long time ago, a conservative friend of mine, and I don't use the word conservative for myself any longer because, like I said, I've gone all the way around the board. Um, but a long time ago, when I was still a kind of a small government Republican, a conservative friend of mine told me that the bar associations were communist, that the bar associations that certify lawyers were a communist, and I thought that was crazy. But think about this. Based upon the evidence, I even have some evidence that the Seattle Times, during its limited and cowardly pursuit of the Microsoft Amalga bullshit back in 2011, I have evidence that people could use to talk about this. There's lots of evidence out there. If, if lawyers were legit at this point, the deepest pockets you'll ever fucking find at this point are big pharma and big healthcare. So you sue... The, you know, the University of Washington Medical Center, those are deep pockets. Very, very deep pockets. So the question that comes to mind is, where the fuck are the lawyers on this? Because this would be gigantic. If the lawyers were not, you know, more or less co-opted, if they weren't a bunch of apparatchniks, if they weren't a bunch of commie motherfuckers, they would be jumping in on lawsuits left and right. We would be hearing about it everywhere. They pay to make documentaries on Netflix, dumbass. So we would have a, a Netflix series by now paid for by a bunch of lawyers about the horribleness of it. But I haven't seen any, which implies one of two things. The monkey herpes is totally real and totally bizarre, or it is bullshit and a lot of these lawyers probably are just going along with the bullshit for all sorts of wretched, crooked, Hanlon's razor reasons. I was going to say next topic, but I think I'm more or less done for now. I was going to talk about Noam Komsky. I don't want to. I had this quote from Dr. Freckles about sex. It's not relevant. And I just, I just don't care. I don't really have any sex these days. And I don't really care. I just don't. It's another concern. Another issue. There, It's way too, way too hard to find anybody um, that is even close to where I'm at. So no, I don't worry about that. As far as the rest of you go, if you felt like you needed to get the vaccination to keep your job in October of 2021, I understand. And if you feel like you need to get the vaccination down the road and you make the choice, fine. But if you find somebody forcing a medical procedure upon you, have some fucking dignity. Fight back. You know, I'm not going to let them do that to me because that is medical rape. And you should not let them do that to you because that is medical rape. And if they coerce you into doing it by denying you food, by denying you a job, by denying you any kind of life, that's called torture. Let's call things what they are. That's not a free market. That's called a neo-Stalinist hellhole. And this is not 
Germany, or the Soviet Union in 1933. This is Berlin, April 1945, fuck you.